alarm doesn't come. Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Sill, joined as always by my brothers, Peter Sill and Andrew Sill. Uh, we're excited to be here today to break down the Saints. Talk about one of the, one of the least intimidating names in football. It's like, oh, you're playing the Saints? Yeah. Well, the Saints haven't been shit, won't be shit, and aren't shit right now. You think they're not shit right now? They're 2-0, and and that's more than the Man, Packers are. What, are you going to try and trust Derek Carr right now? Okay, we'll get it. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. But the, I mean, Saints and Packers, you've got, I mean, the Packers isn't a really intimidating name. It's like vaguely threatening, right? Like you feel like you're going to get like packed into something. It's like, I don't, if someone was like, oh, there's a Packer coming. You're like, oh. What does the Packer brand actually mean? It means cheese. Somehow it just means cheese. (laughs) But that's not intimidating to, to anyone. It's really easy to make fun of. We're probably one of the most made fun of brands in opposing stadiums. You got the cheese grater helmets. You've, you've got, got the like fudge packers. You've got the well, <laughs> you've got the appropriated cheese heads that you see with all sorts of other teams. You have Falcons eating cheese. You have panthers eating cheese. <laughs> Any animal you feed it cheese and you're you're sending a message. You have the Vikings eating cheese who they are animals. Okay, so the Saints <laughs> What were the Saints. grandmothers not available for a game? The Saints are on the docket. <laughs> and uh they come in 2 and 0. And in fact, the NFC South as a whole is 3-0 and against the NFC North. Now, most of that work was done by the, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't, like, it's hard for me to believe I'm saying this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which have, have beat Minnesota in week one, beat Chicago in week two, and then you had the Atlanta Falcons who beat us in week three. Um, so... I, coming into the year, thought that the NFC South was just dog shit. was just terrible. Yeah, that's how it seemed. They, it sounded like... None of those teams are good. Yeah. It sounded like what? It, sounded, it smelled like, like I-70. I-70. Driving by the fucking dog food factory. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair. Um, so, what do we make of this NFC South? Because you look around... And the Saints are 2-0. They beat the Panthers. Well, the Panthers are 0-2, but they played two NFC South teams. So maybe the Falcons and the Saints are really good, and the Panthers are mid. And the Panthers don't have anything going on right now. They've got a very young team. They are looking to suck. That's where your expectations are in Carolina right now. But that's the way I feel about all these NFC South teams. If you have a Derek Carr team, so we're going... We're talking about the Saints. That's who we're going up against. We're talking about Derek Carr trying to lead your team. He's coming off one of the most depressing years that a quarterback has ever had. Mm-hmm. You have the best receiver in football for two years. Devontae Adams, our Green Bay Devontae Adams, claimed that spot. 
for two years saying that he was the best quarterback of all time, and he moved on from Aaron Rodgers. He moved on. He said, fuck the hand that feeds me, <laughs> and I am going to the hand that probably gave me a little hand Nope, job. nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no. He's okay. Pull you another, another way to say that, he's, he was going to his best friend. He was going to his bro. Yeah. He was going to his other Ken. And he went to his Ken, and his Ken, <laughs> Derek Carr, could not deliver and was fired before the year was over because he ruined that team. It was the it was the real life Pro Bowl quarterback Derek. Carr. It, it, it was the real life equivalent of hanging out again with your college friends and realizing that it's over. <laughs> Just like that was Derek Carr's year last year. That was a time, and you needed to move on, dude. <clears throat> I don't want to talk about what Aaron Rodgers did to Devontae Adams, <laughs> but. He needed to move on from that and go to a quarterback who got fired before the year was over. <laughs> he needed to strike out on his own and be his own man, and I understand that. He got tired of being overshadowed. He wanted to be the shadow. Well, now he's undershadowed. I mean, you saw he immediately left and was getting Taco Bell commercials. So, he won. He, he found his heaven. I am making rice right now because okay. I okay. haven't had dinner. Okay. Uh, and then the Falcons, 2-0. and They beat us. They beat the Panthers. <clears throat> did they beat us or did we beat us? I mean, that's a fair question. What? But they played well enough to win the game against us. I think most of that mm-hmm. nation, most cheeseheads would say that we beat us. That Joe Barry specifically beat us. Dude, I am... I, if we're going to... You guys want to talk about that? I No. No. <laughs> the Falcons beat us. Yes. I, act, I absolutely agree <laughs> with you. It was absolutely Bijan Robinson, who is the best running back in football. I... Yes. You watch him, it's Ooh. right there. You're like, oh, that's the guy. All right, he's Dude the guy. Was who's a monster. The... What? Dude was a monster. He obviously, was, he was a monster. But in addition to that, they complemented their run game, which we defended poorly, but not so poorly. No. But they complemented it with a passing game that was quick. They bailed when they needed to bail on their passing, like, and Ritter got out of the pocket before pressure could could land. Mm-hmm. And they took away what had been a big advantage for us in week one against Justin Fields, which was our defensive line being able to generate pressure. They stayed out of long down and distance situations. They just played so smart against us. They played exactly how you were supposed to play against us. Don't sit back in the pocket and let the pass rush work. Go quick and run the ball with somebody who is more athletic than our defense tailored to athleticism. Yes. Yeah. That's one thing that makes Bijan Robinson the best running by, back right now. He doesn't have to be the best because you still have Christian McCaffrey. You still have Saquon Barkley is supposed to be the same athlete that he is. He just hasn't gotten a chance behind a terrible offensive line in, in the Giants that you saw. Today. Okay, we have played both of those guys. 
that is so they do other things better obviously than Bijan robinson yeah but he is a unique force is what i'm is what yes. i'm starting, trying to say nobody is as elusive as him out of the backfield right now no one has the ceiling that he has right now christian mccaffrey does not have the ceiling of what he can be physically and within an offense and christian mccaffrey is also he's not He's not the athlete that Bijan is. He's very, he's a, he's a very good athlete among mm-hmm. running backs, but he is smart, and he's like really adept in the passing game and his mm-hmm. route running and in his like decision making. And you're talking about Christian McCaffrey right now. Yes. Talking, yes. Yes. Bijan is harder to tackle. Yeah. And that was what kept happening on Sunday was. He was just too hard to tap. So I think the Falcons are a good team. I think they're a legitimate team. Mm-hmm. And I think because there's there's kind of two versions of the NFC South right now. Mm-hmm. One just relies entirely on the NFC North being terrible. Because mm-hmm. you've got a Tampa Bay Buccaneers sure. team who beat Chicago and beat Minnesota, and they're no better. The two worst teams in the NFC North right now. Yeah, sure. And then you've got the Saints who beat Tennessee, and they beat Carolina. So they're 2-0. You've got Atlanta also. Three of those teams are Mm 2-0. And the Panthers are 0-2 because they've played two NFC South teams. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you've got an infallible case for that division right now. I mean, it just depends. Is this Packers team for real? What are the Vikings? What are the Bears? We don't know, but... Yeah, I think so. I think this is the game where you see who has the power. This is the first game. If if the Saints beat the Packers, they are obviously a superior division, which we did not expect coming into this year. Coming into this year, you look at the NFC South and you think that is the weakest division. Who is good there? No one. Yeah, it felt like the NFC North was the division that a lot of people thought would be good, and the NFC South was the division that very few smart people thought would be good. I don't... I don't Look, think... Let me talk for a second. I think us and the NFC South were generally perceived kind of the same. Nobody thought either of us was going to be good. Like, sure, we had our drama with Chicago saying, we're going to be good. No, we're going to be good. But I think most of the general public looked at us both and said, you're both going to suck balls. Shut (laughs) up. I think everybody looked at Minnesota and saw all their losses and said, yeah, you still got Kirk, but he's throwing to Justin Jefferson 20 times a game. You're going to put up 300 yards doing that. And you're probably still going to drop most of your games because you lost everything else. I think in the game with us versus Atlanta last week, if we play that game ten times, I think we win six. I think think we were the better team. I think Bijan showed that he was the best player in the game. Mm. I think overall, we look like the better team. If we get one of the interceptions that we dropped out of two at least maybe three i think that game goes the other way i think if we have jones that game goes the other way i think a lot of things turn that game the other way mm-hmm. i don't have faith in the falcons long term mm-hmm. they stole one from us good for them they did it honorably and with massive talent 
but I don't look at them like they were the superior team. I think they played a superior game against a very young, immature team not finding their stride yet. And I think if we play that game again in the playoffs, we would mop the floor with their balls. Mm. Mm. Preach. So I've, I've, I see that. I also think I also think that Atlanta earned a lot of respect for me. I listen. Where we lost that game was the fourth quarter. What you saw was a quarterback on one side that played shitty and won when he needed to, and then you saw on the other side a quarterback that played great and lost when he wasn't supposed to. Not True. when he wasn't supposed to. I mean. I don't think fourth quarter quarterbacks develop overnight. I think you have to develop that shit for a little bit at least. I think the focus has been third down. I think the focus has been first down. Honestly, with this team getting ahead of the sticks. That's what Jordan Love has been able to do in the early parts of the game. He's been able to get ahead of the sticks and play at a proficient game that gets you down to Fucking pay dirt with Romeo Dobbs. What he wasn't able to do was win in the fourth quarter. What Desmond Ritter, who I barely know who this guy is, he looked like a 43-year-old version of Jordan Love. <laughs> and I, is he younger? He's younger. But he yes. was able to get it done in the fourth quarter. I He didn't do shit. He handed the ball off. That... Yeah. That was what got it done in the fourth quarter. Like he made he made a couple plays. He made the plays. He made the he made the plays. He made the he plays needed he needed to. to. He did not go zero and four, zero for four when he was was supposed to back be. against the wall. Yes, yeah, yes. you're right. Uh, Jordan Love did. Jordan Love threw four incompletions. Mm-hmm. That we don't need to relitigate that game though. I what I, I do want to know is where do you think that the Saints team falls in that NFC South pecking order. Do you put that most importantly? Do you put them above Atlanta or below Atlanta? Because the Saints' two games were a seventeen to sixteen or sixteen to fifteen win. I can't remember mm-hmm. a one point win over Tennessee, mm-hmm. and then a three point win, twenty to seventeen on Monday Night Football over the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, on the other hand, beat those same Panthers twenty four to ten. And they won a game that they were looking to win. I don't. Think and then they beat us. So where where do you put the Saints? Uh, hey, hey, uh, Legend, do you want to take this one? I mean, I suppose I would definitely, with the information you presented, backing up my own personal feelings, say that yeah. In the early going, I would definitely nestle the Falcons slightly above the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to do. The Saints, I don't know who they are, what they're going to be. The Falcons at least have a form of an identity. Just Bijan killing you is enough to, you're going to be scared of that game. You're going to go into that game and people are going to, have a vested interest in watching this dude. You know what they're bringing. You know what they're slicing you with. The Saints, I'm not really aware of what to be scared of with them. As far as I know, nothing. And we should probably beat them pretty handily. 
So the Saints present some challenges. They've got... Um, now, the Packers will be not privy to their run game. They've got Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams, whom we know. We know him. We know him and we love him. Even we love him. Said, I love Jamal Williams. He killed us last year. Yeah, he ended our season and I still love him. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's a deep love. But uh, the... So they, they have neither of those guys because Kamara's on a suspension and Jamal Williams is looking, tracking not to play. Now, I would not actually be surprised if he managed to make it out there uh, because they're running backs behind him. I, 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 hey, let me, let me pop this real quick. Um, are, are, they, they gave Taysom Hill nine carries. So that shows you where they're at in life. Uh, running back besides Kamara and Williams. But mm-hmm. their receivers are really good. They've got... Um, They've got Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is back. They've got now, Chris Olave. And Chris Olave is somebody many, many Packers fans wanted on the Packers last year. Um, yeah. And This will be interesting for us to see him, for the Packers to see him, because we've wanted him so bad. It'll be interesting to see what our... Well, and it looks like Watson's going to be able to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll have that little dynamic to follow, too. The, the, the guy that we wanted to take versus the guy we ended up with. Um, and you got Rashid Shahid. Um, I don't really know him, but he's been a kind of a deep threat for them. He's a, he's a speed guy. So they've got a good kind of set of receivers. Uh, they also have Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Another former Packer. Who would love to get some catches? Uh, I don't know. Him. I don't know if he's seeing action these days, honestly. Um, I don't know either. He had a couple catches, didn't he? Um, it, he has yet to have a target this year. Right. He, he, had, he had that preseason kind of incident situation. I don't know if he's... he's not he's not in the game plan um but the thing with this team is that unlike the falcons they do not present a quick passing game olave needs to work in space michael thomas can be thrown too quickly but if he's covered by jair alexander that becomes harder and then you have Derek carr the quarterback and Derek Carr is a statue. He's just he just is. He's the antithesis of a mobile quarterback. Uh, he is not young anymore. I know it's weird. We're in a world where Derek Carr is like the third oldest quarterback in the league. It's a strange thing. Um, maybe second. Maybe like behind Matt Stafford. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it's Derek Carr. He's old. He's a statue. That was. You know, I I have I have a Raiders fan friend who's telling me how much he loves watching Garoppolo because he's an upgrade in mobility. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's that's so, because you don't think of Derek Carr, you think of him as a little bit more agile and mobile. I mean, that's that's just how I have. Well, him in my what head. I heard was ever since he broke his leg mm-hmm. in 2016, he's he's, he's skittish. He's skittish and he's not quick. 
He's quick in the upper body. He's got a quicker upper body. You don't think of him as like a power <laughs> thrower down the field. You think of him as having range, but you don't think of him as having stature going down the field. But there are some really strong pillars on this defense. You've got Cameron Jordan, uh, D-end who's been in the in the league forever. He's a you know multi-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he's a mainstay. Um, they've got Demario Davis, who is just a really effective inside linebacker, kind of like, uh, yeah, a little bit like Thomas Davis in in Carolina, just mm-hmm. a really reliable presence there. They've got Marshawn Lattimore, who's still a really good asset on on the corner position, and they got Tyron Matthew. So they've got some playmakers. They also have Marcus May, who's gotten suspended now. Um, Marcus May is their is their starting other starting safety, who's been um, suspended on a uh, substance abuse, performance enhancing drug thing. So he's out for boy. several games. Old boy, um, that ain't right. Can't play the NFL like that. And they have Isaac Yadam. Huh? Former Packer. Former Packer. Isaac Yadam. Former Packer in Denver Bronco. Really? He was yeah. a Bronco too? Uh, he was a he was a Bronco darling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For a little bit and then he couldn't play and then they were like, Okay, we're done with this. <laughs> like every single person that's been a Bronco for the last six years. Solid. Nice burn. Um So they've got guys. They've got they've got guys. Uh, did did I sell you on anything, Andrew? Did I sell you on being afraid of this team? Not even a little bit. I'm more afraid of our own injuries and our guys not going. I'm pretty sure if we had anywhere near our full complement of gentlemen ready to lace them up, that we beat them senseless. But. It's not them that worries me, it's us, as usual. Yeah, with some teams this year. We have a middling team, but this is a team that we should be able to put down fairly easily if we had our full complement with our drastically reduced... I mean, are we going to have anybody on the line? Jenkins is going to be out, for sure. Bach is very questionable. Even with those two guys out, it appears that the the line that we're trotting out there is uh, Rashid Walker, Royce Newman, Josh Myers, John Runyon, Zach Tom. And that is not terrible. Serviceable. But with those guys going and without Aaron Jones going, the worry is that we don't have enough power to really push the run game. Aaron Jones, who was limited at practice today. And did not practice yesterday. So he's he's on a a he'll, return trajectory. He'll be on he'll be on a snap count though. I, I don't expect Aaron Jones to be the guy that you give a ton of carries to this week. Well he Look, never would be that. But yeah. Here's I mean, the thing. You with, don't need you don't need him to have a ton of carries to be effective. No. No you don't. You can have him out there only playing 50%, and that's going to give you 
80% of Aaron Jones. And one thing that's going to... always going to have to account for him. One thing that's going to make this completely different is we are we are in Lambeau for the first time. Jordan Love for the mm. first time. Mm. That's so, good. The dude needs a home game. He deserves a home he's, game. He's done so much so far in his rookie year, and he hasn't had a single home game. Yeah. That'll be interesting. That'll be great. That'll be great. So... It's, that's a special thing, man. Jordan Love having his first game in Lambeau Field. Yeah. Four of the next six at home, by the way. Four here's of the next the six at home? Here's Let's get the comfy. thing with all of this. We've got a game this Sunday, and then we've got a game Thursday. Yep. So with the injuries, you can definitely see a scenario where we play it overly cautious for the next two to get these guys to the 11-day bye week, mini bye week, because after our Thursday game, we don't play again until the next Monday. So we get a nice chunk off. So there's a good chance that the guys that might be iffy get the benefit of the doubt to sit their asses out to try and get to that extended mini buy to get some real rest before we try throwing anything at them. And That's I'm not true. mad at that. But the other thing is you might you might look at it and say, okay, you sit Sunday, but you play Thursday, and then you wait till Monday. Possibly too. But because I you're could more healthy see. and you'll, re- you'll recover more quickly. Um, speaking of recovering quickly, we want to recover quickly from this loss, right? We want to bounce back. And I, I, I want us to think about what is it, what constitutes a bounce back performance, um, on both sides of the ball, because both sides of the ball were culpable in, in Sunday's loss. So what do you need to see? for this to be a bounce-back performance. And let's start with the offense. What do you need to see for this to be a bounce-back performance in your eyes? All uh, right, I'll, I'll take this one. I'll yeah, take this one. thinking about Jordan Love, I mean, A.J. Dillon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you just keep doing what you're doing for the most for part. For who? For the for the Green Bay Packers offense, okay, to keep doing what they're doing, I think going he, going three and out in the in the in like they were in the fourth quarter, having yeah, having yeah, three need, possessions that took and let me let three me minutes you, of game let me time. Tell you why you need to keep going? Yes, except you need to get one more down at least. That's that's all you need. Honestly, that's what that team needed. That team needed a first down. That team needed one first down. And what was to tell you that we were going to be stopped? We had been pretty much unstoppable on offense for the most of the game. I mean, A.J. Dillon, you know, took out Elton Jenkins. A.J. Dillon, he's got to catch the ball. But I think you have to keep feeding him the rock. I think with A.J. Dillon... You need to give that guy time. He needs to get reps. He needs to get into it. You need to give him some confidence. You need to give him some juice. And I think that'll come. I think as he has gotten more reps, he's consistently gotten better. From game one to game two, he got better. Yep. And I think you just need to keep... Because we're going to need him. We can't expect Aaron Jones to bail this offense out every time. If you're running your offense through your running back... You are the New York Giants, and you're fucked. <laughs> if you have two guys that can do it, that's better. And then you need to allow Jordan Love to keep doing what he's doing. 
and then you need another first down. You need to keep going. I think that's the biggest thing. I think Jordan Love, he needs these tests. He needs a test. And I think this team will be good for it. I think this is the best defense that we've faced so far. Okay, better than the, Atlanta? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're taking Cam Jordan over Calais Campbell? Every every day. If I'm building the team right now, yes, I'm going to take Cam Jordan over Calais Campbell. Because you know why? I didn't hear Calais Campbell's name called mm. in our game. Mm. I didn't hear him. But that defensive front in New Orleans is getting after the quarterback. They are getting sacks. And then seven I, sacks on the year. And then I would absolutely take Marshawn Lattimore in a game against Jordan Love. That's going to shut down a lot of the field. I if if I'm Jordan Love, am I throwing at Marshawn Lattimore at all? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm not hey, afraid of shit. Hey, I'm Jordan Love. Hey, Jordan Love's got a gun. He's got he can sling it, man. He can sling it, but he's got a and he's got young receivers that can do it. So now, now one year from now. I don't know if that's the same thing. Andrew, what do you need to see from Jordan Love to consider this a bounce-back game for him? Here's the thing. A bounce-back game? We're talking about the third game of his starting tenure. I know, and and we're bouncing. We're bouncing forward. We're bouncing back. I don't think he bounced very far back. He had a bad quarter. That's it. That's Real quick, fun. let's answer this question. Why do we need a bounce back game right now? Can I answer the question? No. <laughs> we need a bounce back game. I don't because think we need this a bounce is a back game. This I is a team we... that can't see in front of its face. It can't see its hand in front of its face. It's we're just live That's we're just going in the moment, moment to moment. Mm-hmm. All we know is that week two lost bad. Yes. And we need to bounce back from that because what else do you do? You either lose, if you lose two in a row, now you're one and two. Yes. Oh, no. You and look I, as bad as they all said you would. The thing is, is that game one was so sweet. It was. Was so good. We need that again. If it, for what? We need that again for what? To get to where? Where Where is this team It's not about it. It's, it's about the feeling. It's not about the feeling of game one. It's not about... Oh, we're trying to go here. No, we don't care. Uh-huh. We don't care. What we want to see right now is do we have a formidable team with this mm-hmm. quarterback? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the first goal of the season is like prove that you exist okay. in a legitimate sense. Okay. And so we just in order we know that wins are the way there. And we got to we got to win week 1 that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Week 2 you you look week you got one. beat. You, you got did. you got yes. beat and it was a it was yes. a clutch beat. It wasn't like things went wrong. The ball didn't bounce your way. It was no, no. You bounced the ball wrong, and right. shit went to shit. Let me give you a quick question, real quick. Rapid fire question: What did yeah. you think our record was going to be after that week one win? Quick, quick, like like twelve and five. Yes, yeah. That's how beautiful that was. Yeah, and that's why we need a bounce back game. Because that first game was so sweet and was so beautiful, you actually saw that this team, like, hey, playoffs were imminent. Am I right? Yeah. It felt like that after you beat the Bears, after all that shit talking, and then you went and you played another team, and you got beat by Bijan Robinson, and you 
did some dumb shit. And you're like, whoa, wait, this team has other guys. Yeah. There are other guys on this team. <laughs> That's what it felt. Because, yeah. like, you spend, you spend nine months, not nine, you spend six months yeah. looking at your schedule like the Bears. That's week one. Yep. We're going to... And then you go to... You, you get on social and you talk to... But you, that also wasn't this team. Rasul Douglas was like... Quite frankly, I don't even think about you. <laughs> yeah. Right? The, that was the that was the idea of the Packers. The fucking Bears were like, why not us? Why can't we win the Super Bowl? And what they were really thinking, why can't we beat the Packers? Yeah. And then they didn't. Jordan Love goes 0 of 6 in the fourth quarter. 0 of 6. 0 of 4 on the last drive alone. And, Andrew, that cost us the game. True. How's he? How's how's he gonna bounce back to show that he's? How how's he gonna bounce back to show that that's not who he is? Well, let's start with going one of six. <laughs> that would be better, because literally, if we can get a first down on like any one of those completions attempts, we're in a much better shape and a different conversation. We did lose that game by a lot. It wasn't a big margin. It wasn't ugly. They didn't beat us into the dirt in the finale. We dropped the ball literally on defense multiple times. Multiple times it could have secured it. We had all kinds of growing pain looking plays. The fucking whatever we're calling the uh, fumble, not fumble. Uh, you know what the it is. Botch snap. The Stumblerooski. The Stumblerooski, the Butt Stumble, whatever fucking funny nicknames everybody's har 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 and about. Or as or as Grady Jarrett call it, what happened, dumbass boy? <laughs> How big I mean, of a mistake was that? To me, that's just the growing pains that you expect to see from this young ass fucking dude. Yeah, man. O of six in the fourth quarter, plus that. Plus, you want to talk early game shit? I am very angry at Matt LaFleur for not calling a timeout on the first drive to keep us in field goal range. But that's also Jordan Love's fault. And also, he should have just tried the field goal anyways. 56 yards indoors? Yeah, yeah, 56 yards indoors, you kick that. You try it. What's the worst that can happen? But what I want to focus in on, because I, I was very adamant in the moment, like, Matt LaFleur, you're the adult in the room. You call the timeout when it's when it's a matter of kicking the field goal or not even trying. Or maybe really? Anders was just so bad in warm-ups that day, they were like, we can't fucking put him out there for anything. <laughs> this is this is my thing. So with Jordan Love, it feels like there's been a lot of emphasis on first, second, and third down. Doing good situational football. That is not the most urgent situation. Wait, 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 wait. You said there's been a lot of emphasis on first, second, and third down. Yes. That's yes. all the downs like that all he plays. Down. Can you narrow this? Can you? The fourth quarter is a different thing. End game tactics are a different thing. And what Jordan Love didn't have was, okay, how do we go out there and win a game? It's like now that you've played three quarters, what is your go-to? Like what have you learned over three quarters that you know is going to get this defense in the fourth? Right. And I think that's a game planning thing. That's like Matt Laf- So Matt LaFleur, how many fourth quarter comebacks 
has he called in the Ooh. last three years? I like it. Or how many have been called by Aaron Rodgers going out there and making up his own playbook? Which is what you probably want to do. I'm fine with that. If you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you give him the fucking reins and you say, hey, this is on you to go out there and win it right now. Matt LaFleur hasn't probably had to deal with much fourth quarter stuff. He's seen it. He hasn't done any with Jordan Love. He's been trying to just say, hey, what do you do well? What can we do in normal down and distance situations that can get us ahead of the sticks? Well, And Jordan Love's been able to do that. In the fourth quarter, that was our... Jordan Love had an opportunity at the end of the first half in the Bears in the Bears game. Mm-hmm. They didn't give it to him. They were like, you know what? And I was like, why the fuck would you not have these reps? Why would you not go out there and do that in this game situation right now against the Bears? How much time did he have left on that drive? I think he had between one and two minutes. I can't remember how much okay. it was. But Love? It was a time when he could have gone out there, but they ran out the clock. So is I no one willing? Is no one here willing then to to set the bar for Jordan Love in terms of what we need to see from him to constitute a bounce back performance? A bounce no. back performance? You say no? I say no, not at all. I think you guys are evaluating this whole fucking grade on a curve that is a year early. Like you stated, after week one, you were envisioning a twelve and five team. I was still. And am still anticipating nine wins would be fantastic. I think you guys are getting ahead of yourselves. I think you guys. Legend, I agree with you. Legend, I'm there with you. You have to realize, but this is not going to be a Super Bowl year. It would be super fun and amazing if it was going to be a Super Bowl year. It's not. We're not there. We're not going to be there. I can't. So, I think that is a good long-term goal. But I think every week you have to go 1-0. And it's I think every week you have to go into it looking to win. Do you think we went into last week looking to go 9-8? and No, we went in looking to go 1-0. and we, look, we were looking to go in and win. And we didn't have what it took in the fourth quarter to do it. And that's what it takes. That's what we need to see. We saw, we have seen everything else, the other seven quarters, to be like, hey, this team can do it. This team can win. So for me, it's you have to get that extra first down. When you are saying, hey, Jordan, we need a first down here. You need to be able to deliver that. There's been times where it's like, first down. First down. First down touchdown and that's been great but it's never been like okay jordan come on let's go to me the way that i set the schedule for this team is this year we need to just learn how to compete which means learning how to be there in these tough games the thing is that's great that's great but do you learn how to compete by going in and saying let's learn how to compete or do you learn how to compete by being like we need these fucking playoffs that's that's our goal that's our bar we're getting to the playoffs and then in pursuit of that you compete your ass off and you figure out oh shit 
this is how you compete. <laughs> so Honestly, I'm, I'm not I'm not here to play close games, Andrew, and, and nobody should be. We have a team. This is not this is not the 2008 Green Bay Packers, and people need to understand that. This team is a lot closer to a championship core. What? The caliber core wow. Wow. than that team was. Them's big. Disagree. No, 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 no. The Charles Woodson team? Two years before this, we had the number one seed in the NFC. Two years before Aaron Rodgers' first year. Dog shit. We're, that was a dog shit team. Yeah. Woo? Ted Thompson is really great. Ted Thompson. Really good. Brian oh, wait, wait. his fucking first team, we were in the NFC Championship. What are you talking about? I'm talking about two years before that, but no, you're right. You're right. We were no, in the NFC Championship the year before that. We had a playoff-ready team. We had a championship-ready team when Aaron Rodgers took the reins, and then he took us to 6-10. and 10. Oh, Yeah, 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 definitely. That was a... Brett Favre said it was the most talented bunch who, who was watching. He Aaron. said that every uh, goddamn year. Yeah, <laughs> he was always saying shit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he was, wasn't he? I was just thinking because he had a he had definitely had a quote when Aaron Rodgers was going to the Super Bowl. It was like, yeah, why wouldn't he go? He has the most talented team ever. But he did say that every year. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> those are those are just two different Aaron Rodgers. That was like that was Aaron Rodgers transitioning to bad before he came true Goku Black. But what this team has, <laughs> I'm gonna salvage my point, y'all. Is they they have lots of they have lots of young talent in in spaces where, like wide receiver, where Aaron Rodgers also had lots of young talent. Damn it, it's the same. Damn it, Gutekunst is a genius, dude. Gonna win the Super Bowl two years from now. God, that was hey. Honestly, that was always my idea with Jordan Love. You come in, you learn how to play games, you learn how to do it, dude. What what quarterback has not had a game like Jordan Love? This is what I'm saying. Year one with this team, you learn how to compete. The model, shift, the model has shifted. Learn how to win. Wait, so Andrew, we're on the same page here. It's like, honestly, what do you want to be a bounce back game? If you if you want to show something that you didn't before, then you want to be competing in the end instead of giving it up. You just want to keep learning from your mistakes. You want to see that next week we don't fall apart in the fourth quarter. Okay. God. What? Guys, why does it take why, why does it take us fifteen minutes to talk about anything? <laughs> hey, I think it's been good. I think this is. I think it's been. I think it's been constant. I think we've been getting at some shit. Okay, so let's go. So this will be. There's, there's definitely tons that you can fucking cut out if you really want to go through this. No, I absolutely not. I'm not even gonna cut this out this right now does this me saying this i'm gonna keep this in so we can say whatever we want it'll get on the podcast yeah anything yeah, you want let's go. yeah you want to give a shout out to your wife Dude, jenna i spilled tequila all over the floor <laughs> and then you know what i did after that i spilled 
beer and glass all <laughs> over the floor. Hey, is that some glass over there that I see right right there between? No, that's rice, dog. Oh, that's right. Okay. You no, go ahead and eat that. No, this, you know what this is? What? This is garlic skin. Garlic skin. <laughs> I, I have like, we've been out of garlic for a week. <laughs> Defense. What do you need to see from the defense to constitute a bounce back oh. week? And, and let's hey. start this conversation where it deserves to start. This is a way better question, honestly, <laughs> because our defense was the biggest issue. Was it? Or was it Jordan Love going <laughs> 0 for 6 and falling over the left ass cheek of his he right did, guard? He did what he needed to do. He did. Did he, he did need to do that? It, yes. He did he need, need to mark Sanchez himself? No, you know what needed to happen? Quay Walker and Jair Alexander needed to catch those fucking balls. You know what? I, I, I actually saw this. Those two drives ended with Atlanta giving us back possession, and we scored 10 points off those possessions. Okay, yeah. Speaking of fucking balls, I had a dream about Pop last night where we were comparing <laughs> balls. He was like, oh, you have that thing on your ball too? And I was like, yeah. Wait, what thing a, is on I, your ball? If you guys don't know, I have a weird thing on my ball where it's like there's like just like a twist in the piping. And so it feels like a thing, but it's not. Tight. That's what it is. And so like it was nice having a dream last night where Pop wasn't like yelling at me or anything. He was like, oh, you got that? Cool. It was like, yeah. Felt like he was really there. Felt like he was really my dad. You know, it's like, uh, so there's been a bunch of like... <laughs> the secret things. about our podcast is that it's actually just a podcast about our dad. You just have to listen to 40 minutes of a Packer conversation every week. But you'll hear us just cry about our father. If you get in, if you get in deep enough, you just get to the point where we're just sobbing over like, he tried, okay? <laughs> so this, no, this it's is all like, this. This is the thing. So like... This is a joke I've been wanting to make, but no one would appreciate it. I've been seeing a lot of things on Twitter lately that are like, if you can read this, you have good eyes, or something like that. It's been like these patterns where there's like numbers embedded. They look like Rorschachs, basically. Like, oh, what do you see? And I really keep wanting to do the joke, like, why does this look like my dad's penis, LOL? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Rorschachs. That's yeah, a, a Britta Perry joke where she gives out the, she gives out the test the psychoanalysis to all, everybody and they're like why did you guys fill these out like penises penis 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 <laughs> and it's like every time i see one of those it's like why is it my dad's penis here so i ruined the joke but like you can see that's a joke that you dude can when you tweet with. that i'm gonna like it i'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> like the shit out of that that's tweet. one that's yeah. one. Yep. You mean when You're he is it? <laughs> so Joe Perry. <laughs> Joe. Defensive coordinator. Joe Perry. <clears throat> Joe Barry. Do we actually have bad defensive coordinators, or do we just not know where else to place blame? Mm. It just feels like a misfit every time. Or do people just refuse to blame the quarterback for some fucking reason? <laughs> Oh, of six with an ass fall. So, Elliot, hold on, wait. What do you think we need for a bounce back game? 
You haven't answered this question yet that you have posed upon your Packer Force brothers. And you have not been happy with our answer, so what Yeah, is from it? whom? Jordan Love? First, Whoever the fuck oh, you I mean, there's, there's 53 guys that are suited up. No, there's 46 guys that are suited up at 47 guys. However many, from the Packers. What do you need for a bounce-back game from the Packers? Well, I broke it into offense-defense, which I found really convenient okay, go, for the purpose defense. of this conversation. Do you want to go back to the offense? Do you want to talk about that? Or do do you, you are, well, you're pressing me for answers, and I'm wondering, do you want to know what I want to see from Jordan Love? Yeah, what do you want to see from Jordan Love? I would love to know that. I want to mm-hmm. see a fourth-quarter touchdown from Jordan Love that either changes the lead, that, that takes the lead, mm-hmm. or... Stretches it from a one possession lead to a two possession lead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. I want to see, and it, he doesn't have to score it. Uh, a touchdown drive. Yes. From Jordan Love and that offense that takes the lead or stretches a one score lead to a two score lead. Would you be happy with Jordan Love if it was a eight play drive, seven runs, one pass? Is that you like, hey, I mean that would be odd, but like I'd be like, okay, we're we didn't we didn't bounce back, but first of all, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon would get heaps of praise, and AJ Dillon is his own conversation in this, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just then you just put it off the next time, and you say, well, we we want to see that from you at some point. Hey, at, at some point, we want to see Jordan Love do that, take a, throw a touchdown that takes the lead, ties the game, or gives us a two possession lead. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of game-changing, molding drives mm-hmm. that really define your result on mm-hmm. on that Sunday. So I think, hey, honestly, if if it's this hypothetical situation that I came up with, and Jordan Love leads it leads an eight-play, seven-run drive, is Aaron Rodgers doing that? No, yeah, well, that would be beautiful. Yeah, well, the other side yeah. of that is like you have to. Jordan Love is also complicit in sticking with the run, right? Because you can can a run play into a pass, or you can a pass play into a run. Uh, And so, you know, he he gets a little credit for for that if that if that breaks down that way. But on let's talk about defense because I want to talk about defense now. And what do we need to see for a bounce back game for this defense? And I think this is going to have a lot to do with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Playing their stuff. You want me to talk close to the mic? No, Andrew. Andrew, go first. Oh, Legend go first on this. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sure, and Andrew. We, our defense, right? Fuck them, right? What do they need to do to bounce back? Not drop interceptions and get Rashawn Gary a higher snap count. Once he can get off the low snap count, I think he's going to be way more effective. He's getting pressures, but he's not getting there. I think he will start getting there if he gets more reps. Um, he's, he's coming off an ACL that he injured in like week eight. I'm That's aware, crazy. and he's working back in well, and it'll take him a little time. But once he gets there, I think he's just going to be a world-dominating soul eater. So... Yes, yes, and... I think it's going to take time, but that's going to be huge. And just executing, executing, not missing fucking arm tackles, but 
we have said that through 10 defensive coordinators. We've got to tackle better. And it never happens, so who knows? Maybe it does happen eventually, but I'm not super ecstatic to think that it will. You know, I thought you were going to say 10 years there, and I was like, that is not enough. And then you went with the coordinators, and I was like, yes, that's enough. <laughs> that's how long we have been saying. 10 no, defensive coordinators. No arm tackles, please. Yeah, four defensive coordinators that we have had problems tackling with. Fucking shouting at Bob Slowick, like, Bob Slowick! (laughs) Pleds and Bob Sanders. Uh, Nope, but... (laughs) You talk about dropping interceptions, and I want to say, like, that's why they play defense. Like, defenses drop interceptions. That happens all the time. It does. If it happens twice in a game, you feel shitty. If it's your aspiring first-team All-Pro player who drops an interception, you feel kind of shitty. But like, there are levels to dropped interceptions, and there are. And Jair, absolutely, two, like you are not like a dog if you're not taking that back. Nine or ten on the fucking scale of dropped interceptions that just yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They were I, no, I agree. Those were egregious. Those were bad. Those were like, can are you here for the football? What's happening? But uh, I actually, I really thought that we tried to adjust. And, like, I think you saw it fourth and one. Atlanta runs the ball. They do a fake fullback dive, pitch out to B. John Robinson. And you see fucking, I I think it was Savage, just, just streaming to the angle, like, like has a decent angle and just jetting out to the edge like knows what's coming mm-hmm. and Bijan just evades him yeah 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 and that happened that happened on I think on a couple plays actually yeah one was the fourth and one that was like a killer and then the other that, that allowed them to get in like range to kick the winning field goal and the other was earlier in the game just on I think it was a third and one mm-hmm it was a similar situation. They were in a similar play. And, you know, I, I what I saw was our guys, like, adjusting, like, trying to be in the right places and just getting Whip. beat when they got there. Yep. Hey, and you know what? If you want a bounce-back game from this defense, I think you look at Darnell Savage, who was trending up the whole time, and his, I mean, his rise and fall has really been with our scorecard count he was great in chicago didn't need to worry about him we thought hey this guy might be back and as he was playing the role that we want him to play he's playing a role that he's actually comfortable with now Mm. we don't need darnell savage roaming back anywhere we want him up on the line we want him attacking the ball and when he's been able to do that he's been good when he has attacked Bijan robinson it's been another story and that is tough yeah, yeah, I agree. Getting getting mossed by whatever his name is. Mac Hollins. I think Mac one Hollins. of the most important factors to seeing a bounce back game from the defense is to not play against B. John Robinson. That's true. And I you know, now that I'm I think what we're coming to here is some sort of consensus around this isn't gonna be a bounce back game. Yeah. This is going to be like a, a sidestep. Like, this is a different type of game. Mm-hmm. We're not facing that same team. We can't right our wrongs this week because 
offensively, what do you, you can't go win the Falcons game this week, which is basically what I'm saying. I want Jordan Love to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to do. If we want to be ahead by three touchdowns, that's fine. That's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also we, we're in a world where we possibly have Aaron Jones this week, and we possibly have Christian Watson, mm-hmm. and that's a different world to be in, especially for Jordan Love, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this does that. In that sense, it doesn't need to be a bounce-back week. And especially A.J. Dillon, mm-hmm. if Aaron Jones is playing, he doesn't need to, to, to bounce back in that same way, too. And, and, and on defense, I want to hit a similar note, which is we're not playing the Falcons. We're not playing Bijan, and we're not playing a quick passing game. Mm-hmm. Arthur Smith, we are playing, we're playing the Saints. Yeah. And it's going to be Derek Carr. And what we're going to have is a lot more opportunities to generate pressure, to get sacks, to get turnovers off of those sacks, mm-hmm. and to force interceptions by pressuring the quarterback. So bouncing back into the win column is one thing. But the things where we failed last week, that's not what we're going to be facing. Yeah. 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 I think this offense definitely plays into the hands of the Packers' defense. Yes. This offense plays A lot in more than Arthur Smith's. A lot more than Arthur Smith. A lot more than B. John Robinson. I no Kamara, especially no Jamal Williams. Yeah. The, the biggest question mark with the Packers, which will be the question mark for at least another three, four weeks, will be the safeties. Will be our safety play. Will be... Yes, we I have that, Darnell I, Savage charging the line, but who is going to be able to? It's going to get tested this week. It's going to get you're you're on something in that Chris Olave is a different type of threat than what we faced. Yeah, he's better down the field than uh-huh. DJ Moore. Better down the field than than Drake London or who were the Falcons receivers? I don't. Who, yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah, know who they have. They they had enough. I mean, they had Matt Collins. Uh, But, yeah, so Olave is different. Mm -hmm. And this is where, this is a good point. We're going to see that safety group get tested Mm -hmm. in a way that they they haven't yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was going to tell you, like, safety hasn't been an issue. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, against this, against that Atlanta. Very surprising. One of the biggest surprises of the year. You know, we we didn't really give up a big play other than the, the, flea flicker to Mm Matt Collins where our guy was there he just got beat Mm -hmm. and that's a different thing than like you know he got beat at the point of the like high pointing the ball right right it wasn't like he was beat to the the flea flicker though was it yeah that was I Um, don't think so it was fight about it I'm gonna look it up when we're done but Safeties will be tested. I think that's a good push. So I gotta pee. With that said, what I want to look at is obviously I don't I don't want to have us do predictions. We all want the Packers to win so much that we're probably gonna predict it. What gives you confidence going into Sunday's game that the Packers are gonna win? What do you look at in this matchup that tells you We've got this. 
more than anything, the uh, Saints two wins. Both extremely unimpressive wins. They haven't so you see them. You see them beating a Panthers team. You see them beating a Titans team. Yeah, I think those are two of probably the bottom six, eight teams in the league. I you really? You think I? I see that for the Panthers, but the Titans. <clears throat> the Titans. Yeah, I have no confidence in the Titans, even though I have a Derek on my fantasy team. He's great, but it seems to be a very one-dimensional team. I don't see them doing anything big long term. They're not scary. Them getting destroyed by the New Orleans Saints does not move me. The Saints are not a scary team. They didn't get destroyed. They lost by a point. Yeah, that's destroyed. So, uh, <laughs> my... So, I think that's. I think that's fair to say. I mean, I think like the Titans, the Saints beating the Titans by one point, you could easily analogize that to the same as the Falcons beating the Packers by one point. Um, we don't know much at this point in the season, uh, but these NFC South teams have been feisty. Um, I think what gives me the most confidence is our defensive line against their offensive line. I believe the strength of this Packers team is to win in the trenches, mm-hmm. offensive yeah. and defensive line. Mm-hmm. And I think in in particular, you've got a team that wants to throw deep that believes it has a safety valve in Michael Thomas that I think we can take away. If if we deploy Jair on Michael Thomas, I think I think that can that can be huge. And because of that, you're gonna have Derek Carr standing, waiting for his deep receivers to get deep, and pressure can come. And I think the Packers the Packers defense thrives on on quarterbacks who want to wait three seconds to throw the ball. You got. I mean, yes, Lucas Van Ness does that for you. He's still young and raw, but he needs to be able to get there. Uh, but that would be going along with the expectation, right? Lucas Van Ness going along with that. Uh, I think Preston Smith can handle his business against this uh, against this offense. So, what gives you confidence? What gives me confidence against against this team? Yeah, Matt Lafleur. Mm, okay. And really, Matt Lafleur for me is still the story of this season. Okay. Matt Lafleur for this team is, if he doesn't work out, nothing works out. Matt Lafleur so far has been able to put his quarterback in position to win until the time was called. Uh. And I think Matt LaFleur has to be responsible for this defense in a little way, too, still. Because Joe Barry, I think, is, I think he has his defense on his side. I think this defense believes in Joe Barry. I think we just need to be in positions to be able to take away this team's main weapons. 
So, Michael Thomas. How do you feel about Keyshawn Nixon on Michael Thomas? I feel like Keyshawn Nixon has the athletic ability to be able to take care of Michael Thomas in the slot. But is he going to be able to do what he's going to need to do? You need Quay Walker for that, and you need Devondre Campbell to be able to take away the middle of the field. Chris Olave, do you believe in Rasul Douglas and Jair Alexander to be able to take care of Chris Olave? With Can somebody tell me where the hell Carrington Valentine has been? Uh, he's number three right now. Chilling on the bench. Chilling. I have not heard his name called once since the regular season started. Hey, hey, that's a good guy to to take a step. That's a guy you need to to bounce back. He just needs to bounce. Team Valentine is absolutely a part of the original hype of this team. Hmm. Yeah, you need him to take a you need him to take a step. He needs to do um, something. Yeah. There's plenty of you guys that can do it. So what does give you confidence? Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur, I think, being needs to show that he is the adult in the room in this situation as well. Another young team. He was beat by Arthur Smith. I think that is one of the main things that happened on in that game last week, is Arthur Smith was better than Matt LaFleur. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, both had a young team. Both had a new, inexperienced quarterback. Both had an offseason to get a new team ready for a season. The Falcons were more ready for the beginning of the season than we were. They were at home, but they did it. I'm given confidence by Jordan Love knowing that he looked like shit in the fourth quarter last game. Why does that give you confidence? Because Jordan Love is going to show up and learn. He's going to change things. I think the dude is good enough to learn from mistakes. And I am very much looking forward to his attitude, his perseverance, and how he comes into this game, knowing that though a lot of people look like assholes and a lot of people are scapegoated last week and... A.J. Dillon needs to fucking get traded and Joe Barry needs to get fired. Jordan Love's stats, Jordan Love's performance was not what it needed to be. And Jordan Love, if he is who we all hope he is, is going to take that personally and come out and do better. That's kind of the one thing we need to see from him, right? mm -hmm. The ability to learn from mistakes. He's got to grow. Because I've seen fucking everything else shit that I need to see. He's got to grow. He can make the throws. He can make the throws. All right, well, that's it for us on the Packer Force podcast. Hold up. Thank you for joining us. Um, We're really going to walk out the door without talking about our beautiful floundering counterparts. The Chicago Bears. Yes, we are. I would have talked about that in the beginning of the podcast, but we're too late. I'm not going to throw them in at the end here. We'll, we'll, that'll be on the post, the post game podcast. Really? You're not going to address them? 
going. No, man, we're at time. <laughs> for over an hour. So uh, thanks for listening and uh, go. Hey, dude, we've been doing this for a second. We have force powers that we do. We need to be us. We need to. All right. I would, you know what? Hey, I would guess rather what? not. Shut the fuck up. I'm looking into the Black Mountain right now. <laughs> Guess who I see in the Black Mountain? All right. It's fucking we'll Blake Martinez. <laughs>